Witches and mortals seldom do mix, but when mixed marriage is on the cards, insanity pursues with the classic 60s sitcom Bewitched with your co-hosts, Vicky Ray, Rod Labby, and Keith Chandler. Witches have never been so exposed before. Hello, welcome to Luxury License Podcast, and today it's Bewitched, and we're discussing Season 1, Episodes 29 through 32. So before we get started, let's find out who's been with us, or who is with us. We have Vicki Ray. Hello, Vicki. Hello. And Jesse Fultz. Hello, Jesse. Hey, long time no see. Jesse doesn't need us anymore my... because he's going to university. <laughs> <laughs> And myself, Keith Shago. And before we get started, let's find out what everyone's been up to. So, Jesse, what have you been up to since last time we've seen you? Um, school, school, and more school. Uh, <laughs> midterms and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, that's really all I have time for. Uh, some movie projects for school here and there, and that's the only thing that feels familiar I can't wait to, to see outside. some of those. I haven't been making any movies yet. <laughs> We're waiting We've just bated been... breath. I promise we won't be judgmental. <laughs> We've been uh, going over movies. Um, and then we have to watch a movie after learning editing uh, types and cutting styles and things like that. And then we do, uh, I guess, kind of essays about them and stuff when you write down and what point. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. I wish we would do a little bit more... Um, did they cover right, the old? Like, did they cover the old stuff, like you know, like actual film, plastic, whatever, as opposed to? Uh, we we haven't been asked to watch any, but we have talked about some, you know, like really old, old, even silent oh, films. Yeah. Um, just to kind of, you know, touch base where film started, who kind of started certain trends that we still use even today, um, different techniques and things like that. Um, Although I do, the one thing, the only complaint that I do have is that sometimes I do think my film professor is more of a English teacher than my English professor. <laughs> it's kind of insane. Like she, she will take points off if you make a grammatical error. So you have to make damn sure everything. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, uh, I, I wish that wasn't as much of a focus because sometimes I feel like we're graded more on that than we are on the material we wrote about. Um, and so it's a bit tricky. She's a, she's a really tricky professor, but I do appreciate it at the same time because she's consistent at least and more so than the other professors. So, you know what to expect. Um, yeah, you know what to expect. And she, she's not a hypocrite at all. Like she, at, she has high standards, but she sticks to those standards herself. So um, I do appreciate that. What about yourself, Vix? What are you up to? Not a lot. Um, <laughs> really, just, you know, I got my garden in finally because everything died that last cold storm we got. Um, found a couple of interesting movies I watched. Well, one, I thought it was, I was going to like, eh, it wasn't a total waste of gray matter, but it was called um, Slacks, S-L-A-X-X. It was a killer pair of jeans. Uh, I saw what? I've seen that. <laughs> Did you, I, I actually what? liked it. I liked it. Did you not like it? I, I thought it was never funny. heard of that. It, it, it would cut people in half when they put them on, or it would st- strangle them. You know, it was a, it was the it was um, supposed to be um, like it was supposed to be one of those earthy companies that you know respect fair trade and you know and and non GMO stuff. And you know these little girls were getting stuck in the the cotton thing as it was picking it. 
So I guess their spirits were incorporated into this pair of jeans and it went off, <laughs> it went off on a tear of killing <laughs> at the store <laughs> when it got there. It was interesting. Anyway, hmm. I did watch one of, I got to a Hollywood movie. I always admit it sometimes, but it was a uh, Russell Crowe's unhinged. Did you ever watch it, Keith? No, I haven't seen it. Oh my it, God. But, it um, makes you want to think twice about, about beeping at somebody at a light. Cause in Dallas, we have all kinds of road rage, but this guy just totally went off on a massive tangent to get back at this woman who did impolitely beeped at him when he was having a bad day. Just saying. And I watched this <laughs> other one on Netflix, I believe it was called The Lie about these parents trying to cover up their daughter pushing somebody, your best friend, killing your best friend. And so they go through all this stuff trying to protect the daughter. But in essence, the very end, it was all a total lie because they, it was just a, a fake drama. These two girls, I mean, it was just that came up with. And oh, my God, it just it was just a, a, such a messed up ending. And what was that one series? Oh, Surviving Death on Netflix. It's really an interesting uh, story about, you know, what people think happens after you die or your experiences with dead people. Keith will come back and haunt us, of course. I thought it was a really interesting show, but Keith's giving me those looks. Okay, Keith, what have you got? (laughs) I have gotten a lot, actually. I watched a horror film called Tailgate from the same guy who did The Banishing. Um, which was quite good actually about, um, yeah. Um, about this guy is like, if you tailgate him or act inappropriate in, um, traffic, he hunts you down and then he sprays you with this poison. That's, um, that basically (laughs) peels off your skin. Um, but it's it's made recently actually. Was it a recent? No, it's made recently. Yeah. It it was very good though, but it's, it's Dutch subtitled. So that was quite good. Like and so. then I watched the the third part of the Jack Ketchum trilogy, which started off with Offspring. offspring. The women. I watched I Offspring. Wa- I finally. I had watched that before, and I forgot how dysfunctional that movie really was. It was a cringy movie, but I enjoyed it. I was cringing a lot. Yeah, I mean the sequel, the woman, the woman I love. And I haven't is a- seen. Is that about the feral slash woman? It's not. Yep. Okay, and, yeah, and that was kind of messed up too. And the, and the misogynistic um, husband, father, um, locks her in the barn. And the third one is called Darlin'. So basically, the woman who plays the um, the one this the the I don't know the tribal woman or whatever. Right. She she directs the third one, but she's in all three of them. So it was it was good actually. It was very art housey though, but it was interesting. Um, and then. Um, yeah, and besides that, I've just been finishing up watching a couple of series and stuff. Um, right. I'm trying to get into the Irregulars, but I can't really quite get I into it. I tried to get into it. I got up to episode four, and it's just not sending me yet. I keep yeah. thinking, well, maybe there's something that's like a slow burn kind of thing, but I don't well, know. I'm trying to get into it. So... But, um, but yeah, um, well, that's about it, really. Just been watching Bits and Bobs and... And Bob's Prince yeah. Philip died. Like now, so yeah, so starting out season five and getting that sorted out, and then getting um and sorting out interviews and stuff that we need to be doing for season yeah. five. So I've started sending out feelers for that. So right. I know we got one for sure, so that's right. good. So, but I know her personally, so that's kind of a cheat. 
Well, besides that, not a lot, actually. Just carrying on with life and, you know, having a zippity doo-dah day. Yeah. Life's funny. Life is fun. Just makes you want to pollywada doodle all the day. That's yeah. right. So. Well, this brings us to Bewitch, episode 29, which is called Abner Cadabra. When Gladys finally catches Samantha in the act of using her powers, the quick-thinking witch convinces the snoop that she possesses the gift of ESP. Things take a turn for the worse when Gladys will not stop trying to use her new talent in every situation, which frustrates Abner. Samantha seances to scare Gladys into giving up her thoughts of having powers. Now, this was filmed in February 25th, 1965, and it was remade again in season seven as Samantha and the Antique Doll, which also broadcast on April 22nd of 1971. So, Jesse, what are your thoughts of Abner Cadabra? I got the power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought this episode was really funny. Um, I thought it was going to be one of those ones that I didn't like. I, I mixed it up with this other episode that I didn't like, but this one is really, really funny. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I think the funniest part maybe is when she's standing out in the rain with her arms up and she's just like saying, rain, oh, rain, rain, <laughs> no. And she's like being totally just a nutcase. I mean, she's always kind of a, you know, a nutcase, but she does a good job being a bat. She's real. Person. Yeah, she really is. And then like every, facial response and reaction to everything especially like when she sees samantha moving the frames around um <laughs> like every episode <laughs> after that she's like she looks at her like she's not a normal person you're from mars you're from venus or whatever and you you're not one of us you gotta kind I of keep forgetting one <laughs> because she knows that there's something not right and they just make her look insane because there's just no empathy there you know for the for the yeah they're, they're doing all this squirrely stuff. Isn't that when she's rearranging the pictures, you know, and she walks you know, in and she I, sees it. The one thing that did strike me about this episode, though, was I thought Samantha was being kind of devious and dishonest, which is totally not, not usually she what she does. Because this was, I know, but this is her being deceitful in a very big way that could have uh, potentially affected their Rabbit. marriage. Yeah. yeah, and telling her that she had the power rather than coming up with something that didn't involve her in that way. I th- I was kind of surprised that she went that route and that wanted to like stick with it the whole time. And she did. She never, you know, can clean. Obviously she can't, but I just, I was kind of taken aback by that. Cause like, I totally forgot that she did that. It's kind of, kind of shady or whatever. So I don't know. <laughs> Poor Abner. I, I, I mean, I, I, I have to say this, episode i mean normally i kind of smile i kind of like a little bit teehee but i actually laughed i was laughing out loud during this episode (laughs) oh yeah i always laugh yeah and i thought i thought this was one of the strongest ones especially because it does center around gladys and abner more really the stevens kind of take a second uh a back seat in this one you know, even though Samantha's kind of the um, catalyst of what goes on but the same but it's basically it's the gladys and that's what was so fantastic. And the way that Abner has to put up with her. I mean, could you imagine putting up with that sort of thing? I mean, it's a bit like, you know, when you're in a relationship and they go off on a tangent about something and you kind of have to like, have to put up with it. 
do you know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, oh, you know, I'm going to start reading tarot cards, you know, like, okay, fine. And then like everything's centered around tarot cards in your life for the next three weeks until they drop that and go on to something else. <laughs> and I have to say, I'm all, I'm a bit like Abner. I'm, people I've been in relationships with, they've always gone off on tangents about something. And I'm always like sitting there on the sofa, like reading a paper or something going, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah tell me when you're done. <laughs> It's, it, was, it was pretty funny, though, because Abner, he's like, well, she drives him crazy as it is. But, then you know, she's trying to, like, will things to work. Like, what was it she was trying to will to work in the, the oven? The, the oh, yeah, he was yeah, sitting there the waiting stove. for breakfast, and the stove wouldn't turn on. And she's trying to will. on. <laughs> yeah, it is like 9 o'clock. He goes, can I have breakfast? Because you know? <laughs> she's been trying to will the oven on. I mean, he is retired. Uh, that, He's not. He doesn't have any plans except maybe to go outside and garden. But well, Abner doesn't do much in any of these episodes ever, though. He's always true. on the couch with his paper. He's really or golf a lame duck. <laughs> yeah, he needs a Prat- hobby. Yeah, practicing his golf shot and then he living in the living room. But um, yeah, I mean, I have to sit there and say, and then um, I like the way the story kept changing though, because basically you have her. She first finds things that. She has it. She goes home and tells Abner about it. Abner, yeah, whatever. And she goes, tell me what number you are. And, yeah. and she goes, it's a seven. No, it's a one. No, it's a seven. Actually, a little marker. It's a seven. No, that's how I oh, make them. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, Gladys. It's a seven. Can you go make my dinner now? <laughs> thing. But, and so then we get that. And then we also get, you know, the rain situation, which is, you know, funny within its own right. And then her trying to turn on stuff. Well, and she was trying she to turn the sprinklers on. And then a rainstorm came. So that was just even more, you know. And then, and then going, it stopped oh. on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then she decides to make it stop. And then it stops. But then, um, you know, I thought that Samantha did a good job of, like, trying to, like, cover her own butt sort of thing and telling her about, oh, it's sometimes it's only, you know, it's only for a short time and it doesn't last forever. But then she decides that she's a medium. Yeah. And and that's, I mean, <laughs> after they say that was even classic. Here's Abner basically jumping out of his seat. He's being scared of fright. Yeah. And then this, you know, and then she twitches in this monster and she says, oh, it's Uncle Harry. <laughs> you know, or cousin somebody. I can't remember who she said. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Jeremiah from Dark Shadows. I know. That's it what totally it reminded rem- yeah. me of, too. I said the same thing. <laughs> they must have consulted um, Dan Curtis on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the same people or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we get the classic bit where, you know, that. You know, she turns her turns him into ash, sort of thing. And oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> that was but, a little dark, actually. That well, was very be- dark. But the best Could line be was she- from Darren, though, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Whatever you do, don't sneeze. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, she, of course, you know when she and when she pops him back in, he goes, "Oh, I feel a bit dry." <laughs> yeah, he needed a drink of water. <laughs> yeah. But I have to sit there and say, this is probably the one instance where I think Darren basically had the right to go, Samantha, you've gone too far. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah definitely. She, she did is. go far. I mean, I was shocked. She usually knows the right thing to do. And I know, she, she totally, totally failed deep. in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't she just throw a, a forget spell on somebody instead of going through all this BS? I know. I know. That's what I was wondering. Like, just Why don't I thought she was just. Yeah. I know. I thought she was going to do that because I swear she's done that in other episodes, but for whatever reason, it was just too simple for a plot, I guess. So I don't know. Well, you had to have the... Maybe she decided to do it this way because 
maybe she's just you know like sometimes when you just get sick of someone doing something and basically yeah. you just like screw this you know i've well, had enough i'm gonna... at their window you know precisely i mean the picture someone get some window. damn curtains just get some curtains, curtains for your house well put them over well, at a certain time of the day or something i don't know hasn't everybody had a nosy neighbor i know i had you know yeah don't you have net curtains as well no, I think they're just regular drapes. Regular drapes. So. I'm pretty sure they. They are. just don't use them. They just. But don't I have use to. Them. But I just have to say there and say that Gladys really. I mean, when she does snoop, she really does put her nose up against the window. I mean, <laughs> it's not like it's not like she's just glancing from outside into into someone's house. She's basically got her face all pushed up like a child in a candy store. Like yes. yeah. You know, She's awful. It's an awful Snoop, though. I mean, people like that, they really do. They not they have nothing going on in their life at all, for one. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. they have to mind business like that. Yeah, well, I guess I I mean, I guess, you know, if you think about the first time that they moved, the first time that she becomes introduced to Samantha, well, we being before she comes to introduce to Samantha, I mean, it is when Samantha goes and looks at the house and her and her mother basically, you know, redecorate the whole outside of the house and do the whole landscape, you know, that's the first. Shutters. I guess, guess and I'm sure that if you had a neighbor that you actually saw do that the first time you saw them, you probably start with, you probably watch them probably maybe a bit more closely than you would everyone else. Kind of like that movie, The Burbs, you know? (laughs) 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 Mrs. Groombacher says you're from Mars. No, you're from Venus. Venus. We're a peace-loving world. We've made some mistakes, but we mean well. (laughs) 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 That conversation was hysterical. Mrs. Groombacher? Yeah, don't tell her anything. (laughs) Because there's always one of those, no matter where you go. Trust me. She sounds. She sounds like the one neighbor that wins like the Betty Crocker Award every year after making like the best pie on the street or something. I don't know. That's just what I think of. Total yeah. story there. Yeah, there is. But you know, <laughs> henpecking old ladies. I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah. This brings us to episode 30, George the Warlock. Yeah. When Darren spends time with neighbor Pleasure O'Reilly, sister of Dora D.D. Danger O'Reilly, played by Beverly Adams, and Dora arranges her handsome warlock George, played by Christopher George, to woo Samantha to break up her marriage to Darren. But when George arrives on the scene, he isn't sure if it's Samantha he wants or Danger. So okay, the double D thing. Do you think that there was a little whatever in that? Or was that an There was definite, there was definite (laughs) sexual innuendos throughout (laughs) the episode. That was deliberate. You can't convince (laughs) me otherwise. I know, just wondering, (laughs) because it was, you know, still the 60s, so. Well, I mean, she did have her double D bullet bra on, so. Yeah. Throughout the whole episode. They didn't want to, they didn't want to be too obvious. I had to sit there and say what I found very obvious is that Pleasure O'Reilly, she's staying at Pleasure O'Reilly's house. Right. But she didn't waste any time by putting her name on the mailbox. mailbox. <laughs> yeah. It's like, true. Like, That's I mean, true. I've, I've house sat before and I didn't go and change the mailbox, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> that was really presumptive. Well, I'd like to know where actually where did Pleasure go? She was on a modeling she gig, on her she went on a honeymoon. That's what she said. Okay. She went on a honeymoon. And I just thought... She, she, I, she was... 
She was. She much was really prettier. making herself at home. I thought. I thought she was. Way this this was a too. pretty girl at the play. The role. Yeah. Extremely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Much prettier than pleasure, I must say. But yeah, and then you got Darren coming outside first thing in the morning. And it's just like Darren's not total to freak show. Like, Good morning, and he's got this perfect ass just bent over picking something up, and he just happens to walk outside at that point. So you know, Darren's not totally, you know, without um, male. What do you want to call it? Weakness. The male gaze. <laughs> I have to say though, I think this is the first time in. That we've actually seen Samantha actually get a little really, huffy, really peeved off. I mean, she's well, it's very really peeved. annoying when, when you know, I, I don't know if you guys would know it, but you know, it's, I've been similar situations where it's like, come on, how much help are you going to give this person? It's like, let them do it themselves because he promised her a Sunday afternoon, no golfing, they were going to sleep late. Mm. And then she wakes up and he's having pancakes and coffee. In the kitchen next door to this beautiful young lady, you know. So yeah, I'd probably be a little peeved, considering. Mm. And then all hell breaks loose because the dishwasher starts blowing water all over the place, and he has to stay and clean up that mess as well. So he's still in his pajamas, still hasn't gone home, and so she's a little irritated. I don't blame her completely. No, that I makes would, sense. Mm. It totally makes sense. Mm. Oh, it totally makes sense. That's. So they're say that this is the first time we've seen her almost like human. You know, she's really peeved off. Well, yeah, because before, I mean, before when we had the sister in, I mean, she she was she was annoyed, but she wasn't this peeved off. And this time, she's really peeved off. And then, I mean, you see it in her face and everything like she's that. Like, she becomes the solitaire champion. <laughs> she yeah. solitaire. It might it might even be just because you know darren's already done this multiple times i mean maybe first times like okay i can forgive this but then after multiple multiple times it's like when are you just gonna cut it out i mean it, i don't know she probably thought it was gonna be a one-time thing or something i don't know what she was thinking the first time but she's probably yeah, being lenient you know but i mean yeah. just having two sisters with the same kind of mentality and absolutely gorgeous yeah. and helpless to boot on top of it and darren is always helping because he's a nice guy right well, well, maybe, maybe there's some say, that in there. I also have to sit there and say that I I pity anyone who actually ends up dating Danger because, I mean, she's just a walking disaster. She is. Everything she touches, every I mean, it's all good. I mean, it's just accident prone, isn't she? You wonder, where's the power being given to the woman in this episode? Or is it because men are just so blindly weak and gullible? Or is she is she brilliant and trying to snatch the husband, you know? Well, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is that maybe that's where her nickname Danger comes from. Because she's the kind of person that you'll be in a car with and your, your car will just turn over. I think she's Probably. one of those. Danger prone. <laughs> Danger Probably. prone well, sort of thing. Even in, even in Scooby-Doo, which also took place during the 60s, they nicknamed Daphne Danger Prone Daphne because she always got herself into trouble. So maybe it's something like that. It's because she's always getting herself into, you know, bad situations. I guess. I don't remember them calling her that. I have to look that up. But it was just like a one-time one-time thing. I was a bit shocked at um, Christopher George's outfit. I mean, it was yeah, almost like... Yeah, what was that? It was almost like it was painted on. It was like a matador get-up kind of, sort of, wasn't it? But like his trousers are like really, really tight. They look like they were painted on. It's like there's one point, it's like I think at the end where he's like, you know, going out the door it's just like... Are they painted? I didn't notice. Like, so, 
He was he sewn into those? No I mean, kidding. I mean, they're really, really tight. I'm just talking about like if he bent over, wow. they would just split. And then you, I mean, you would have noticed. You gotta kind of wonder about okay, where's I mean, where's all the outrage over the harem that's fanning him and peeling his food? Too? They stole from <laughs> that. These stole from beautiful women fanning him. So. <laughs> then you got Endora popping in because she wants him to create trouble because Samantha's the one that got away from him. And he's a what was his name in the his uh, what was his name in this I forget something George Raven the warlock George Raven yeah yeah but he was Samantha's ex boyfriend and then George he turns the warlock. Into a Raven and then he sees Danger O'Reilly and he decides he wants to fix her dishwasher <laughs> at I least he's such a decent guy for the warlock oh he was yeah but he was definitely all about being a warlock he could, he was devious yeah. and. You know, hypersexual. I mean, what's quite interesting is him and his wife were everywhere. His wife, remember Linda Day George? They never, they never said they were always hand in hand, like sewn at the butt cheeks together, weren't they? Yeah, they were like very, very close. Like his pants. (laughs) His matador attire. Yeah, but I mean, he was like, but I mean, there was a point there. I mean, well, let's put. I mean, you know, it, it was did, tight. I, it was. But they used to always appear like in like love boat and things like that, did they? Yeah, but he didn't have so. on tight clothes like that, you know. No, it was just kind of just very, very odd. I was looking at it going. Yeah, down. when you think about it, I wonder what they were thinking with the get up. Yeah, because it wasn't like because at first you think it's a tuxedo, but then you realize it's like it's, it's almost like, like a half a t- shirt vest kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a tuxedo pants suit. Yeah, <laughs> but like it also looks those... like a matador outfit. I don't know why. It just reeks of matador. I don't know why. Or it's kind of, or it's kind of like one of those Halloween costumes that are like for vampires that have like everything already sewn on and attached. Like you got the scarf that's attached to the collar and. You know, it's like a jumpsuit because it's attached to the pants. It it's like been. something you just slip on. Who knows? I did like the raven in it, though. That raven was cool. They're actually very intelligent yeah. animals. They really mm-hmm. are. I mean, I've, I've, I've not I personally would love to have one. It would be cruel to keep one in captivity, though. Mm-hmm. But I've known people that have had them, and they're just really mm-hmm. intelligent birds. But... There's a lot of this that didn't make a lot of sense, though, in a way, because it's like, why would George the Warlock be helping Darren with his ad campaign? I think he wanted, I think he knew it was alluded to that he knew he was going to end up back there and wanted to be in the Stevens home to get back with Samantha or something. But then, I don't know, maybe that didn't make sense to me, but. No, that's why he showed up. He didn't expect to be part of the campaign. He just started doing stuff and everybody was talking about the bird. And so he kind of like, wow, this bird is perfect. You know? Yeah. And they're like, oh, but it was kind of almost like, oh, let's um, let's think of an ad campaign. So the bird's like listening to figure out. So I thought, OK, when watching this is like, OK, the bird's listening there to figure out what he can get against Darren's to get Samantha. It's just and then it's and then that... and then it's like and then it's like the ad campaign is crap. They're not doing very well. And then then he plugs <laughs> the and then he plugs the typewriter and then he starts typing and it's just like what's going on here? And of course typing. they say never more. And then of course they go back home and then um sort of thing. And but but it's quite interesting. It's another one of Samantha's ex boyfriends. Isn't this the second ex boyfriend we met so far? Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's the second one. And then, of course, you know, he sees danger. And, of course, and then it all changes over to that. And then dangers is not very bright, is she? And, no. She <laughs> herself not to be very bright. Well, even when even when she, like, but I thought it was quite funny, like, when she, like, goes into the dictionary and reads out about what a warlock is. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a friend of the devil. And all this other I know. <laughs> and a male witch. Oh. So you're a male witch, then. Like, she just scoots over all the laughs. Lucifer in hell and brimfire and stuff and goes, oh, so you're a male witch then. It's because I've seen a magician once and then she takes a, an egg and drops it down her shirt. And of course, Yeah, oh, what was like, that? She was trying to do a magician's trick or yeah, something? Yeah, I don't even know what trick that would have been. That just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, I think there was a few things in this they didn't really think through in their writing. Well, or I they thought think- through and just wanted to allude to, like, I don't know, some kind of sexual thing or whatever. It was a very oh, sexual was episode. Sexual, right from the get-go. Which is, <laughs> yeah. You know, fixing the mailbox. I just think if you're if you're a double D, that egg shouldn't have fallen through. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I guess maybe you're wearing a bra, maybe she just wasn't. Those bras back in the days make you look like you had missile tits. That's the only thing I could think of. They were so pointy. It's just like, I don't understand that. I'm going to have to ask my mom about those bras. <laughs> just like this, the 60s is all about pointy boobs. I mean, this was... Laser nipples. Be- I mean, this is just before um, the bra burning era yeah. as well. So it was quite an interesting sort of thing. <laughs> Well, this brings us to episode 31. That was my wife. Samantha and Darren spend the night at a hotel, and Samantha briefly changes her hair to brunette. Larry spots them and thinks Darren is having an affair. Larry proceeds to tell Louise. Louise meets with Darren at a hotel, hoping to convince him to drop the other woman. Larry spots them and thinks Darren's other woman is Louise. So, Vix. Like, like, like so, Larry's well, got a lot of, to talk about. Larry, talk about the lovable lech. I mean, he starts off this episode just ogling all the women in the in uh, in the office, you know, and it's just like, wow, how is Louise dealing with this? I mean, I can understand, you know, men looking, whatever. Was was this the same Louise, or did did they change the? This was the same Louise. I'm pretty sure it was the same Louise. Still, she looked. Yeah, this is the same Louise. Her hair was different. But okay. this, one, this one looked a bit more older and haggard than the, the, the ones the that we've seen previously. <laughs> well, look, she's living with Larry. Come on. I mean, yeah. you got to wonder. It's like, boy, he's all proud of Darren because he thinks he's running on his wife. He goes, that son of a gun. Like, how many times did he say that? That son of a I gun. I know. It pissed me off every time he did that. He would so, give so, a word to any guy that was a big philanderer. So making it look like, oh, yeah, he's a big philanderer. And I totally approve this message, you know, kind of thing. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean i mean it was it something back in the day that was okay guys at the office they stay late they date their secretaries i know this stuff goes on but i mean yeah. it was kind of glamorized a little bit in this episode just a smidge by larry yeah and then then when he, darren tries to tell him it's samantha and he doesn't believe him but then he feels then when he finds out about it is samantha then he feels like then he's a bit disappointed they're yeah. not having an affair but then he thinks totally it's totally ridiculous so you know and then he gets mad and he hits darren you know making louise happy because that happened yeah but they like to get away for the evening was it they go away a lot of people do that you know sometimes if there's a concert in dallas we'll, we'll go get a hotel you know just to get out of the house 
So I didn't is- get with Samantha's witchcraft. Why on earth did she choose that god awful wig? He doesn't <laughs> want to let her. I mean, if I was, I would not even be working. Okay, I would be somewhere every day, waking up every day, having breakfast in another country, somewhere else, different planet, you name it. So, I mean, I don't understand his willpower as a mortal to not want to do something cool. Well, I don't understand why in, they haven't even been married a year yet and they're trying to spice up their sex life already. Yeah, basically. That leaves a bit of a question, basically. Well, it's like, you know. I mean, she, he forgot his book and she wants to watch TV. Now, how sexy does that sound? Yeah. Not so sexy. <laughs> you know, so I mean, when you go, yeah, come on. It's like you're not watching TV when you want to go to a nice place. But I'm saying they haven't even married a year. Yeah. <laughs> and, they're, and they're always funny while you like spice up their spice up their sex. But when life. you so think like, about it, things back then for executives might have been different. Because let's face it, women were in the home all the time. Let's face it, you know, I mean, you get bored staying home. And then the husband yeah, has but- to kind of keep, you know, the wife happy and take her to nice places, don't you think? Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, you have to look beyond this because beyond this, because the thing is, she's putting on a dark wig so they can role play. That's what they're doing. They're going to role play. (laughs) Nobody was thinking of role playing in the 60s, Keith. (laughs) That's what they're implying now. Let's be honest. But nobody said the word role play until then. If I if I go to you, Vicky, it's like, you know, we have a sexual relationship and you know everything's gotten horny and stuff like this. And I go, okay, let's go to a hotel and you wear a red wig. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like obviously you're role playing, aren't you? That's nice. Oh, well, it. yeah. The only role I mean, playing the... I thought about when I was a kid with Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, and then so. Gladys. Oh, Gladys. Is this the episode with Gladys with that wig and shit? Yeah. Was it the same? There's a couple episodes. No, that's the next episode. There were a couple episodes. episodes. No, she she did put on a. I think I think she did put on a wig in this episode too. Yeah, she she, she was. Yeah, she did in both both episodes. Poor Gladys. There's just no hope for her. No, you know I mean, you kind of feel she, sorry for her. You know, but she must have been such a tremendously good good egg on and off the show because they make her look so incredibly messed up. And then you got Samantha, the blonde bombshell, basically. You know. Yeah govern over on the other the other hand so you gotta wonder it's like she was really good at her craft literally because gladys really knew how to nail it maybe more so than the next mrs kravitz i don't know she just had i just, think i i would agree with that i would think with her with eyes that. and the way she does her face you know it's subtle it's more subtle and nuanced i think the other one was just loud and obnoxious to, for me like i didn't really like her as much she, was a she lot wasn't more as Anna. good Abna, you know. Abna. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was just it was all like shrieky and pitchy. That's all that's all that she really was. But mm-hmm. it, no offense. But no, but but if you went to a hotel, I mean things back then, think about it, because we got cell phones now. We got all means of communication. So there's a lot of ways to miscommunicate a lot of situations with what happened in this episode. Now Larry was all over, you know, Darren being a cad, a lecherous cad, you know, but and then he tells his wife, well, he goes, she says, well, I wish you were more like Darren, you know, and he goes, oh, he's not so innocent. And then, you know, he goes, well, you better not be telling Samantha. And she promises all of a sudden, Samantha, she's on the phone. And then she wants to set Darren to rights. And then that other mix up happens. But it's not so cool to Larry at this time because he thinks it's his wife. But he says, next time you mess with my wife, 
He goes, I'm going to fire you. So does that mean he thought they slept together and it was okay the first time not to fire him? <laughs> you know? Yeah. That one kind of like, huh? It's kind of a bizarre episode, actually. If it is. About it. So no, like, it, it definitely I kind of watched was. it and it was, it was, I mean, it was, it was in, you know, it's, it's fun, and it's. I mean, it reminds, I mean, it is a bit like those screwball comedies of the '30s and '40s, you know, where right, it's like mistaken right. identity and, you know, are they, aren't they, and so on and so forth. But at the same time, it's kind of like, yeah. And I have to sit there and say, looking at it through, it's kind of um, it's a bit uncomfortable now looking at it now. It is in retrospect a little bit because it's sort of like. It's just like, it's like ooey almost. Cause at that point, when you're that close to somebody and best friends, their spouse is like off limits. And that's almost like bordering incestuous at that point. Yeah. And, and then, know. and then to be proud of your, you know, your employee or your workmate for having an affair. That's kind of yeah, like- and encouraging him. And if he said that son of a gun one more time, how he probably said it like eight times, that son of a gun. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, if it wasn't Louise, he probably would have been happy with it, which is even right, kind of, yeah. that's kind of, sort of like, okay. But I mean, Larry's a skirt chaser. Does he cheat on Louise? You have to wonder because he's always he Definitely. The thing is, I think he would, but maybe he can't, maybe he doesn't get the opportunity because it's only like, it's not neutral. Maybe that's the only reason. I don't know. I, I, don't I think, really the, I think the gray, I think the gray hair probably stands in the way of Larry chasing young skirt, maybe. Yeah, no. You think he would diet then? You think he would try to look a little younger? There should be an episode dedicated to that. Does he have like the most vivid blue eyes, or is that the colorization of this? Thing? No, no, he had he had very blue eyes, sort of thing. That yeah, even even in the even in I've the colored seen. episodes. Well, this brings us to episode thirty-two: illegal separation. Gladys and Abner have yet another fight, but this time the frustrated busybody kicks her husband out of the house. Abner seeks shelter at the Stevens house and quickly wears out his welcome. Sam decides to reunite the couple by him simultaneously dream of the day Abner proposed. This was filmed in March 19, um, 1965. As the episode dream sequence, Gladys' maiden name is revealed as Gruber. Ugh, I, it's not my favorite, not gonna lie. It's not my favorite. Um... I wanted to like this and think it was funny, but it was more annoying than anything. I understand where Gladys is coming from now because I was personally annoyed with Abner. I'm like, wow, you really are annoying. And you said annoying the Stevens, mostly Darren. He was mostly annoying Darren. Samantha was a little more, um, she was a little more understanding the whole time. Which, How inconsiderate, uh, though. He was the most inconsiderate boob you've Yes, ever- I know. That's why I was so surprised with how, you know, how um, understanding Samantha was being. So, I don't know. It was a hard episode to get through just because of that. I'm like, I don't yeah, know I how interested well. I am in this. It was annoying. <laughs> right up until when he asked yeah. for freshly squeezed orange juice and wanted her to drop off his clothing, you know, to get yeah. it. I would have went postal on somebody if they did well, that it almost it made me wonder like how men thought of women back then or how tv was trying to portray that well, that's how it was you know, another that, world back then my mother was a stay-at-home mom after quitting her career to stay home with us kids but my dad my god he would never have lived if he treated her that way. well it's, it's almost never. like and this point was also brought up like in my mind when i was watching the danger o'reilly episode it's like if you find someone who's hot younger 
and also does a better job with being the the wife. It's almost like positions been filled. Like you can leave your wife now, and then the wife's out of a job as well as a husband and a home. It's like how would that have worked? <laughs> it's like it, it's a position that can easily filled. Women back then. That's that's really yeah. You couldn't leave. That's why everybody says, well, why are you in a bad situation? That's why women really can't leave. It's not that they don't want to leave in abusive situations. What are they to do, you know? And I mean, it's yeah. always more easier said than done. Well, just leave them. It doesn't always work that way, especially if there's children involved. So, oh, can you imagine? Well, I have I'm to there and say that um, <laughs> what is quite interesting about this is, is that if you had any doubts of how come these two people are together, you now know why, because they're both as as knowing as each other. But they can't live without <laughs> each other, you know. Yeah, but they also they also after seeing because the thing is, you always wonder how they uh, how does Abner put up a Gladys, but now you're now you also now look at like how does Abner put up a Gladys? But how does Gladys put up with Abner at the same time? Which without this episode, you would never actually would have had that. Yeah. Even I mean, no, I mean, you think it's Abner not my favorite. Just constantly episode. is wanting to be waited on hand and foot. And- well, I think so. I mean, you have to remember that they are older than the Stevens anyway. They're about what, right. 20, 30 years older. So probably. basically, we're looking at Abner probably fought in World War II. Probably. And came home. And then basically, you know, he's part of the 1950s. You know, the, the housewife, she waits on her husband and comes home. He comes home and dinner's ready. You know, she does everything to do with the house. He brings the money in, so on and so forth. So they're part of that. And of course, as we said before, it's like when you find yourself um, retired and all of a sudden then you got these two people that have to learn to live with each other because there's no use of only seeing each other a few hours a day except on weekends. So right. You now you're seeing this person you know, under your foot 24-7. But, I mean, I had to sit there and say that th- there are some fun moments in this. I mean, the part where she's dressed up as, a, you know, a flamenco dancer and, and asking <laughs> asking so the salesman funny. to give her a kiss <laughs> he's like he's like why don't you just tell me i that has one of the classic lines is like you know if you don't want to buy something you just have to say you don't want to buy something <laughs> so. what about when they try to set it up where the windows are open and they're gonna look samantha's looking out the window into their open window across the street she goes look at mrs and then he just decides like well i'm not interested in this i want to play gin or whatever they're playing and he just goes over and closes the curtains you know so he's kind of he's kind of a louse in a lot of ways because he kind of doesn't really think of her feelings a lot and you know well look at look about when they go back in time though huh look when they go back in time Oh yeah, when she's got the hair and he's got the hair and they're, you know, that little itty bitty diamond. So that's the way things were probably back then. Mm. It was quite, I mean, it has, (laughs) it's just, just, I mean, it is quite funny because they, you know, they're using them at the age they are now and they're supposed to be like teenagers. And then, and, but then you see like how they got together is because he is a, he's like a big nerd that no one wants, and she's a great big nerd that no one wants, and they kind of get they kind of meet nerd each other, love. and they kind of <laughs> find true love, sort of thing. But I, I mean, I do. I think the best, the only part of this episode that I did like a lot though was basically the running in slow motion towards each other and the way they were running and towards each the other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, reminded me of Brady Bunch, an episode where they were doing that too. 
but, but, the, but the best thing about this is the way they're running. That is such a Gladys way to run and such an Abner way to run. It's like, I mean, they could have done the whole thing like they normally would do. because I mean, this running in slow motion towards each other used to be like a big thing that you used to see in a lot of things. And basically it's all done quite, you know, and they're all quite beautiful and they're running fantastically well. And, you know, here basically we got these two <laughs> people who got like the weirdest runs in history in slow motion. It's, I mean... I mean, Gladys is pretty much like olive oil running towards Popeye. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a good comparison. <laughs> right. And, and, yeah, the wigs, so, though. She had that Marie Antoinette wig. I don't know what the hell kind of styles were going on back then. That, but then he's colorblind. <laughs> and he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't know if she's got a different wig. Or was that the other episode where he's colorblind? No. That that was the last episode, I think. Yeah, because okay. they were that, she, they weren't. Oh, then she spikes together. her hair, you know, and then he notices. It's just like how how unvisual are you with you know men are supposed. This is what men have told me through the ages. Men are visual creatures. They like to visualize. But I mean, this guy has no vision. He has no interest in his wife. She's as asexual as a houseplant to him. There is no action going on over there. <laughs> well, they never had any kids, did they? No, they didn't. He's gay. <laughs> well, he is. He, 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 he likes real Samantha. Life. He's always checking Samantha out, so he can't be gay. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. But, but, he, but he did have um. Appreciate a beautiful woman too, though. So. But you know the thing is, I do think that you know these two people got together, and they didn't get together because they were going to become some kind of power couple. They they got together, and they're just kind of. Meandering. I mean, basically, the they, together. yeah, they're just kind of like, kind of like a boring couple that really don't, you know, that I mean, they don't have shining personalities or anything like this, you know. Nothing remarkable about them, that's for sure. Precisely, you know, they're nice, but that's it. Nice, you know, you're not good, you're not bad, you're just nice. Yeah. <laughs> so. That sounds like that sounds like condemnation almost to a life of boredom. Yeah nice yeah but which is what they're in (laughs) but 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 let's face it i mean maybe we don't know what he did for a living he might have been an accountant he doesn't ever say what he does does he do we know what look that up what was abner kravitz before he retired maybe he was an accountant which would explain a lot explain a lot yeah precisely because they're not the most exciting people in the face of the world are they so but I mean, you know, what I do, what I can say about this episode, I do think that it doesn't, it hold, it doesn't really, it holds together in a, in one way is that now you kind of understand the relationship more than you did before. Right. So, as I said before, I mean, for the longest time, I mean, up until this point, I always wondered what Abner was doing with Gladys. Now I mean, we know that Abner is a retired community volunteer. Him and What's his wife con- got married in 1935. Okay. <laughs> Holy yeah, just before the war. And then he went off the war. Wow. Maybe they oh, didn't have kids. Whole, it's got all of his relatives in here, too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God, the internet. Such a whole place. Oh, so yeah, no, his wife that. was Gladys Kravitz. His family, Harriet Kravitz, sister. Remember Harriet? Not she comes up eventually. I mean, her Gladys's maiden name says it all. Gruber. Gruber. Oh my Gruber. God! I know. She looks like a Gruber. So. Wow, he actually was in quite a few movies, though. He wasn't. Yeah. He played in a lot of good movies. Yeah. 
I mean, I said before, I read a book where he's the best friend of um, that the woman who designed the creature from the Black Moon and the Yeah, Island he Earth, uh, so. he also played and, a lot of war movies and things like that. And Jackie Gleason yeah. and teamed up a few times. So, but yeah, I mean, so I, I guess this is one of those episodes that kind of explains a lot, but doesn't doesn't necessarily stand out as far as like the no. most entertaining. But it does. Yeah. Did you think that there was a different writer for some of these episodes? Somebody because I thought so. Stuff are different sometimes. Do you notice? They totally. I I noticed that. I was thinking that myself. I didn't look into it though. Yeah, I I don't ever check the stranger. The the strangest thing is though, they were written all by the same guy. All four were they? They were all written by Mrs. I mean, well, Mr. Um, Samantha Stevens and um, William Asher. Right, Elizabeth Montgomery. Okay, but they were but they were directed by different people, actually. So well, maybe I, there's something different about them that stands apart in style. That's yeah. that's what I wonder. And and in characterization as well, because I I felt like they kind of deviated from the way they usually portray the characters. It was different. Um, it was really different. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I have to. But then again, I mean, we're coming to the end of the season, aren't we? Right. So it, yeah. And I have to then say that don't the, tell me they're losing ideas now. No, I don't think they're losing ideas, but I also think that I think Elizabeth Montgomery's pregnant towards the end of here because yeah. You did you notice that when she when they, she put on that black outfit? I'd go back and look. look watch George the Warlock. Right. Yeah, watch George the War- Warlock and find and look at what he when she goes back into her black flying outfit. Right. And her stomach's protruding a little bit. But and, that's and, kind of poofy though. That those outfits because they come down here and they gather at the bus line. Yeah, but what I'm talking about her stomach's normally flat, and if you notice here also, look at the clothes that she's wearing. They're all poofy. You don't. They're on men's shirts and stuff like this and nothing's tucked in and stuff like this and yeah, the thing is, yeah is that that's true when that's they when, true. and when they come back for season two basically that's when she's pregnant and she, she's you'll see a, you'll they write it carrying, in well okay. she, yeah they'll write it in but she's gonna be um walking with a lot of laundry baskets and standing behind a lot of that's sofas. true i never thought of that and she's standing so, on the couches and but yeah. this looks like this looks like she's actually like a bit and another thing is that if your her face looks a bit fuller as well in these episodes, I noticed as well. It's only because I said before the black outfit. Because normally, what happens in that black outfit, she and she's completely flat. I'll have to, but, but I this time it's like because that's gonna bug you, me. Well, the thing, another thing that you'll notice is that with that black outfit is that normally because it it's quite it's a, it's a see through outfit, and that's how I notice it because you can see her belly button in it. It's really? like you never. That's gonna bug me. Yeah. So oh, when you watch George the Warlock again, look at that. Look at that thing, and the thing is, that her stomach sticks out a little bit, and you can see her belly button. And it's like, and that's when I realized, God, that outfit's a bit sheer. Actually, if you can see through it, it like is kind of sheer. But I think it's got the beijing underneath it, though. Yeah, but you st- you can see her belly underneath it. Actually, You're talking about the outline and the belly button and everything. Only you so would see something like that. I was a bit shocked. I mean, you know, the thing is, is like I was like, oh, it's like. A, you know, because, you know, Samantha is like, you know, and I said, they say there's even when she's dressing up, if you notice when she's dressing up, she's wearing a when she's when she's wearing her dark wig on and she goes to the thing and she's wearing a coat. As well. Yeah, yeah that's true. What episode was that? George? George the Warlock. It was the second episode that we viewed. Yeah. <laughs>
Okay, well, this brings us to our favorite character and our least favorite character of these this block of episodes. Starting with you, Jesse, who's your favorite character and who's your least favorite character of this block? Jeez, uh, I don't even know how to answer this question. <laughs> never answer this <laughs> It's hard to pick one. Uh, it is because you love all it of them. It is. I know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go with the outside characters, the ones that were introduced specifically to episodes. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I did kind of like, I, I liked both Danger much better than I liked Pleasure O'Reilly. Yeah, she was too. more interesting. It made more sense, the attraction and the lure for her. And she seems more naive rather than totally just trying to get at Darren. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Pleasure Pleasure was very snide with like Mrs. Stevens. And she's like, oh, and you too, Mrs. Stevens. This one was just kind of, she seemed she was like a, a little genuine... obnoxious though. And, and there was just a, a hint oh, of, course. of obnoxious when she, when she was talking to Mrs. Stevens. With pleasure, O'Reilly, it was kind of, uh, you know, not connecting, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess stupidity runs in the family. <laughs> <laughs> um, it runs in the family. You gotta look at it. They're, yeah. They're all legs and no brain. Um, and then uh, I did like the warlock character too briefly. I know he was he was just uh, a brief character, but I always like when other members of you know Samantha's life, I guess, come in and intrude on their life. It's just more interesting that way because sometimes you get kind of bored with Darren at the office and what's going on there, and you know Samantha cleaning up at home. I mean, and Dora only briefly popped in for like a few seconds. And then we hear her laughing a couple times. And that's like, what? That's all we get? Okay, cool. And then you move on to whatever mundane situations going on. Um, and of course, I do like the Kravitzes too. But I didn't really like the episode with them. <laughs> so I, that kind of made me to on that. on that one too. Yeah. yeah, that one was not an easy episode to get there. I paused it several times to get up to go find something to drink. Um, so I'm just like, oh, I don't know. This episode's not that interesting. So. I don't know. I guess. And what about your what? Yeah, I guess those oh, are my you, two favorite characters. We'll say that. I don't, I don't really have a my least. Ugh, Abner. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Abner. It's Abner. I usually like him, but I actually didn't like him at all in these episodes. He just reminds me the of the house guests that you get, and we've all had them that don't go. And that they mess up everything. <laughs> they touch your shit. They move things around. You don't want them there because you're just like, oh, you know, you want to smother them with a pillow, you know, for people. It's how we feel about Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. No, I love Scotland. No, no. There are these people that go like, if we don't, you know, they're, they're basically here's like, if you don't give us a cup of coffee, we're leaving. So you give them a cup of coffee. If you don't give us dinner, we're leaving. So you give them dinner. If you don't give us dessert, we're leaving. So you give them dessert. And I was like, give us another cup of coffee, we're leaving. And after a while, it's like, just leave, just go. I'm not, you know, I'm not. Well, doing they this won't anymore. let him go. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we're fine from the go. No, you're fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I know you're so long, fine. Farewell, da, 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 da. Whatever, but they just they don't, don't, whenever they don't get their way, they're always like, ah, we're gonna we're gonna have a referendum. Ah, we're gonna have a referendum. I wish like, Texas could it. go. We want to leave. I can tell you that. Yeah. So, so Vicky, that leads us to your favorite character and least favorite character. 
My favorite character would have to be Gladys Kravitz, just because that she just actually gets to show off how crazy she is and all of her diversity <laughs> and all these crazy outfits and how she's trying to, you know, get the attention of her husband. It, I know it was supposed to be done in a comedic way, but what woman doesn't get sick of her husband not paying attention at one time or another, you know? Leading to my least favorite character. Well, it was a toss-up in the, these episodes. I wanted to kill Larry, but yet I wanted to kill, you know, Mr. Kravitz. Because Larry was like, really, a total... Talk about an amoral asshole. <laughs> he just, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like not... I, I would be very hard-pressed to like somebody that was trying to get my old man to cheat on me and keep calling him a you old son of a gun, you go for it, you oh, run, you dog, American boy, you know, because I, I don't know if I'd appreciate that that much. Not that I'm a prude in my old age, but you gotta have a, you gotta have something, you know. You have to have a sense of decency and you know loyalty. But I don't I mean, know why on. they portray him that way. I guess being the lovable lech kind of makes him, you know. I don't know, just that that antagonist, the antagonist kind of thing. Much the same way the lawyer on Night Court was. Remember him? What was his name? John Laroquette. Talk about a lovable ledge. But <clears throat> he was he's kind of a lovable ledge. I think that, to be honest, I do think that they had um I think that was quite normal in those days to have you think? Like one, one, they have one of those kind of episodes, one of those characters in the and a sitcom. Yeah, maybe true. So they, you always had one that was overly sex star or, you know, or. But poor, but his poor wife, you know, then she goes, do you always read these magazines? As Darren probably doesn't kind of sort of thing, but he's reading a girly magazine in front of his wife. It's at yeah. least try to hide it, put it under, put a copy of War and Peace over it or something. <laughs> try to insult my intelligence at least, you know, <laughs> something. But and know, he's so brazen, it's ridiculous. Well, and then you've got Abner on the other hand, and they're abrasive in these episodes to the point where you want to kill them both. So, I mean, maybe yeah. that's what it is. And so that that the writers got their point across because it actually, you know, you react to the acting. So it was probably a good thing. And you? My favorite um, character is Gladys. It's, I thought that she really got the shine. And 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 both episodes actually, she shines the most out of those. And even though she's annoying, I have to sit there and say she actually made me like laugh like very much out loud <laughs> in those episodes. And I said before, a lot of bewitch, I sit there and I smile and I you know and I, 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 I chuckle, but I don't laugh out loud. And she actually no. made me laugh out loud. As far as annoying, um, or my least favorite character, it probably has to be Louise Tate in this instance because. It's, it felt like a dialed-in performance, and I don't know. It's almost like, and I don't think it's her fault. I think it's the writers, but they didn't really give. It's almost like, why is she there, really? And then, and then, and then, the lines she did have, she kind of was just like just giving their lines. That's it. Yeah, it's like for some reason she she seems bored. I mean, well, got to be honest. I mean, we're a bit bored as well. I mean, they don't know what to do with her, and I guess it, it's starting to show a little bit. So, you know, at least every. I mean. I mean, Abner's annoying, but it's, it's fundamental that the, for me, for the storyline that he in that it, he, I think he needs to be annoying because now I am now cemented in with the Kravitz relationship and I understand it now where I didn't understand right. it before. So I'll give it that, though I would never invite Abner to my home to stay with me ever. So. <laughs> Thank you.
So this leads us to our favorite episode and our least favorite episode. So, Vicky, what's your favorite episode and what's your least favorite episode? My favorite episode. Okay, let me go through my favorite episode. I'm trying to put them out because they kind of run into each other in this block for some reasons. Because like one kind of they do got, kind of. got like a recurring sort of theme coming. Yes, that's true. I was going to mention that earlier. Like each episode does feel like a continuation from the other. They deal with the same kind of themes and. Gladys pops in and out and she throughout the episode she kind of continues to hint to Mrs. Stevens yeah, that and the wig thing you know on and it would probably, make it I, this is I would have average to say American home it would be double d it probably be <laughs> it would be danger O'Reilly just because I think it's funny when you see um Darren kind of he's still a guy you know and he, he still appreciates beauty and I like the fact that Samantha's finally like well hell with this crap you know and I, I just, you know, knowing what you know about Samantha and you wouldn't really openly flirt with somebody who's married to somebody with so much power <laughs> that they could turn you into anything they wanted. So I'd have to say that was it. But just because I thought Darren's kind of comical in it because he's kind of naive, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah. He doesn't realize yeah. that he's being hit on, I don't think. I think he th- thinks that they're actually just needing help. And he's a nice stand-up kind of guy, and he's going to help, even though it really isn't a good optic at the time. <laughs> so that's what I'm going with. Mm-hmm. What about yourself, Jesse? Um, <laughs> let's see. Jesse don't know. Oh, he's definitely. lost in all four of these episodes. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trying to remember... Uh, was that the first episode the one you that you just said, Vicky? So the first one? I don't I think it was the I think second. It was. The second. Was it? Oh they do run together. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having trouble remembering all of the episodes. Um let's see. The the illegal separation was the last one. And um You had the hotel one. That was my wife. That one was that one was, I guess, okay, but I wasn't impressed with that one. George the Warlock. I wait, George the well, Warlock was the one, one was the the danger one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, Abner Kadabra. Actually, that one that one might be my favorite. It was. It I was think that one. Fun. It was. Fun. Yeah, I think that one's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that one definitely. <laughs> Jesse, and 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 your least favorite one. My least favorite was the last one. I hate to say it, but it was. <laughs> My favorite is Abner Kadabra. Um, I think it's the one that I had the most fun with. I enjoyed every single moment of it. And it's like, I didn't want it to end. It was My fun. least favorite one has to be, has, has to be, um, it is my wife. That, that was my wife. It's only because it's, I don't know. It's, it's, kind of watched it i didn't i didn't find it funny i didn't find it sweet i didn't find it i, I didn't understand I the point of it. it i understand what they were trying to do with the, the comedic value of it but it was i don't know i mean if you're a housewife and you're watching it you might find it funny but i would think the husband would think this episode is more funny than the wife of the 60s yeah but you I know have- this episode could have been a part of any sitcom it wasn't like specifically bewitched like nothing bewitching happened in it it was really just I mean, it, it was mostly something that could have happened in any other comedy, minus like Samantha's doing a few little tricks here and there. But they didn't really do much. If it happened, you know, just created confusion. If it happened in season four or five after she had Tabitha, 
And then, and then it happened like in episode, you know, season four, like after a couple of years of having the kid and stuff like this. And then this episode ha- happened. Maybe I probably would have been more invested in it. But it's kind of like, this is the first year of their marriage and you're kind of going, okay. And then, and then another thing is we had this whole thing about, you know, Larry thinking that Darren's had an affair before. Didn't we have like two episodes prior to I this I think already? so. I think so. But him and his, you son of a gun. I just... Stop saying you son that. of a gun. I you know. son of a gun. Of a gun. <laughs> I know. It's like I felt like bitch slapping him. <laughs> it's like, stop. <laughs> that would be a fun edit. <laughs> Every time he says it, some woman slaps him. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. It just, I don't know. I guess it's just, it just didn't gel right. And I think it's, you know, it doesn't. There's something. It, it's, not, it's not in the right season. It's not in the right time. No, it's not. So, it's out of context, I think. Yeah. I it's mean, too new. It's too new a relationship for him to be running already. Yeah, and then, and as far as illegal separation is concerned, I mean, the thing is, I did like it because before it does, you know, finalize their relationship. But also, there are some good moments with Gladys in it as well that I quite right. liked. And there's she some was good, really quite good in a lot of do. these episodes. What a diverse actress she was, and she she just brought so much comedy to the table. You know, precisely. Bless her yeah. little heart. So. And she says Abner with the hard R, whereas the next one says it with the, the hard A. She makes, you know, she kind of reminds me of Susie uh, What's on uh, Dark Shadows, um, Julia, because she's so expressive with her face. You know, certain people just use so much expression. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was going to ask, um, like, does anyone know what? form of acting is the one where it focuses on like facial expressions because i think i read somewhere that there's a specific kind of acting where people focus more on facial expressions and big gestures and stuff miming uh, it either works for you or don't that's for sure <laughs> true some people some people do like overboard but i think she does it in such a nuanced way that it's it's subtle She's enough funny. but just enough crazy for the character i would like to see the outtakes for some of these I wish they had them, like bloopers and stuff. They yeah. must somewhere. Somewhere they exist. I'll find them. They burned them. This brings us to the end of our Bewitched episodes. Um, next month, we'll be covering episodes 33 to 36, and it'll be end of season one for us of our Bewitched um, retrospective. Yeah. Next week, it's our Nature versus Man. We'll be doing Night of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead. And we have a whole load of guest yep. co-hosts coming on board for you. And, of course, we'll be continuing our Dark Shadows. Also let you know that um, our book to screen will be the, a picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde and the classic 1946 film that stars George Sanders and Angela Lansbury in her first ever movie role. So what I'd like to say is good night for myself. Good night, Vicky. Good night, guys. Good night, Jesse. Have a good night, folks. And we'll see you next week with Night of Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead. Don't you know I get
Oh, oh.